This video is part of an audiobook series featuring Principles, Life and Work, written by Ray Dalio in 2017. For more audiobooks, please visit my YouTube channel, find me on Spotify, or check out my website for downloads. Conclusion It's up to you to decide what you want to get out of life and what you want to give. As I said at the outset, my goal is to pass along the principles that worked well for me. What you do with them is up to you. I, of course, hope that they will help you visualize your own audacious goals, navigate through your painful mistakes, have quality reflections, and come up with good principles of your own that you will systematically follow to produce outcomes that vastly exceed your expectations. I hope that they will help you do these things both individually and when working with others. And since your journey and evolution will certainly be a struggle, I hope that these principles will help you struggle and evolve well. Perhaps they will even inspire you and others to put your principles in writing and collectively figure out what's best in an idea meritocratic way. If I could tilt the world even one degree more in that direction, that would thrill me. Along these lines, there is more to come. Because I know that having tools and protocols is necessary to helping people convert what they want to do into actually doing it, I will soon be making the ones we've created available to you. I feel I have now done the best I can to pass along my life and work principles. Of course, we aren't done with our struggles until we die. Since my latest struggle has been to pass along whatever I have been I have that has been of value, I feel a certain sense of relief to have gotten these principles out to you, and a sense of commitment as I end this book and turn my attention to passing along my economic and investment principles. Appendix. Tools and Protocols for Bridgewater's Idea Meritocracy. What follows is a quick overview of many of the tools and processes currently in use at Bridgewater. It's my intention to soon share many of these with the wider world in a principles app so you can try them out for yourself. Shameless plug. All right, principle. Coach, because there are too many principles for anyone to keep top of mind enough to apply appropriately to whatever situation they face, and because it's easier to ask for advice than to seek it out in a book, I created Coach. Coach's platform is populated with a library of common situations, or ones of those, like disagreeing with an assessment someone made, a situation where maybe someone lied or did something unethical, etc., which are linked to the relevant principles to help people handle these situations. As people use this app, Coach, they give feedback on the quality of advice it provides, essentially coaching the coach so that it can deliver better and better advice. Over time, Coach has become increasingly effective in much the same way Siri has. The Dot Collector. The Dot Collector is an app used in meetings that allows people to express their thoughts and see others' thoughts in real time, and then helps them collectively reach an idea meritocratic decision. It surfaces people's thinking, analyzes it, and uses the information to help people make real-time decisions better in a few ways. Specifically, participants continually record their assessment of each other by giving them dots, positive or negative, or any number of several dozen attributes. These dots are laid out in a grid that updates dynamically so that everyone in the conversation can see one another's thinking as the meeting progresses. Doing this helps people shift their perspectives from being stuck in their own heads with their own opinions to looking down on everyone's views. 
Seeing things through everyone's eyes naturally causes most people to adopt the higher level view in which they recognize that their own perspective is just one of many. So they ask themselves which criteria are best for deciding how to resolve the issue at hand. In this way, it promotes open-minded, idea-meritocratic, collective decision-making. It helps people make better decisions by providing advice in the same way a GPS does. By taking data on what everyone in the room is like, the app is able to give people individualized coaching, which is especially important when their own opinions are unlikely to be right. We have found that helping people through such times can be invaluable. The dot collector highlights what we call nubby questions, cases where the pattern of answers and attributes of people on different sides of an issue suggest that there's an important disagreement to be resolved. For example, it will alert you automatically if you disagree with the believability-weighted majority on a given issue and give you guidance on the appropriate steps to take to resolve that disagreement in an evidence-based way. It enables believability-weighted voting. The dot collector provides both a polling interface where people can vote yes or no, or provide a numerical rating, and a back-end system of believability weighting, which allows us to look at vote results on both equal-weighted and believability-weighted bases, not just as simple majorities, but also based on which way the people whose views have the most merit voted. While this may sound complicated, it's simply a way of helping people keep track of believability without having to remember who is more believable at what. Baseball cards. In addition to collecting dots about people in meetings, we collect data on our people in numerous other ways. Reviews, tests, the choices people make, etc. All these dots are analyzed via computerized algorithms based on stress-tested logic in order to create pointillist pictures of what people are like. That logic is typically shared with and vetted by the people in the company to help its objectivity and believability. We then capture these pictures in baseball cards, which are a simple way of presenting a person's strengths and weaknesses and the evidence behind them, in much the same way as a baseball card does for a professional baseball player. I have found that we needed to have these and refer to them regularly because, without them, people tended to interact with each other without any regard to who was good or bad at what. For example, baseball cards are useful in meetings, where they allow people to assess the qualities of whoever is expressing a point of view to determine the merit of that opinion. As a supplement to baseball cards, we developed another tool called the People Profile, which takes all the data from baseball cards, which have grown complex over time, to provide a simple, text-based summary of what each person is like. Over time, this is meant to provide employees with a systemized synthesis that captures Bridgewater's best thinking about what someone is like. We work with the people being assessed to compare these pictures with the assessed person's own perceptions. In this way of seeking alignment between the process and the person's self-perception, both the process and the confidences in the perceptions are improved. In order to match people to jobs, I developed the Combinator, which takes the data from the baseball cards and allows one to look at people based on their key attributes and compare them to another. If you're looking for a certain type of person to fill a role, you can enter a few names of people who fit the image, and the Combinator will call up the precise data on what those people are like, synthesize the key qualities which make them that way, and then search the database to help you find other similar people. The Combinator can also be used to generate job specifications based on the type of person you are looking for that you could apply both inside and outside the company. The Issue Log 
The issue log is our primary tool for recording our mistakes and learning from them. We use it to bring all problems to the surface so we can put them in the hands of problem solvers to make any systemic, uh, systematic improvements. It acts like a water filter that catches garbage. Anything that goes wrong must be issue logged with the severity of the issue and who is responsible for it specified so that it's easy to sort through most problems. Issue logs also provide paths for diagnosing problems and the information pertaining to them. In that way, they also provide effective metrics of performance as they allow you to measure the numbers and types of problems coming up and identify the people who are contributing to them and fixing them. The issue log is a good example of a tool that changed habits and perceptions. A common challenge people had at first was openly pointing out mistakes because some people instinctively viewed pointing out mistakes as hurtful to the people who made them. Once they got used to doing this, they realized the benefit of it and they got in the good habit of doing it. Now, most people can't do without it. The pain button. I believe that pain plus reflection equals progress. In other words, pain is an important signal that there is something to be learned, and if you reflect on your pain well, you will almost always learn something important. That prompted me to create the pain button. The moment someone experiences pain is the best time for them to record what the pain is like, but it's a bad time to reflect because it's hard to keep a clear head. So, the app is designed to let people record the emotions they are feeling, like anger, frustration, or disappointment, as they feel them, and then come back at a later time to reflect on them using guided reflection questions. The tool prompts the people who experienced the pain to specify what they will do, to deal with that situation so that the pain is mitigated in the future. For example, have a quality conversation with the person who is causing the pain, etc. There is a part of the app that shows the frequency of the pain and the causes of the pain and whether the actions were followed through and productive. In that way, one receives a, for a sort of biofeedback connection among the pain that occurred, the diagnosis of it, the plan for improvement so that the problems are reduced or eliminated, the following through on those plans, and the results produced. The tool creates a template for looping toward improvement so everyone can see. It allows you to share your entries with others or keep them to yourself. Some people have described the pain button as like having a psychologist in your pocket, although better as it's available and a hell of a lot cheaper. Hmm. Dispute Resolver Disputes need clear paths toward resolution. That is especially so in an idea meritocracy where people are expected to disagree and create paths for resolving disagreements. The Dispute Resolver provides paths for resolving disagreements in an idea meritocratic way. It asks a series of questions used to guide the people through the resolution process. One of its features is that it locates believable people who can help determine whether a disagreement is worth taking up at a higher management level. The app also makes clear to everyone that if they have a different point of view from others, it's up to them to express it and work to get in sync, instead of privately holding on to the view and not putting it on the table. Whether you have a tool like the Dispute Resolver or not, you must have a clear and fair system to resolve disputes in order to ensure there is a real idea meritocracy. Otherwise, the person with greater power could pull rank on the person with lesser power. We also have a number of tools that help us complete and oversee our day-to-day -day work and stay in sync regarding how things are going. 
the daily update tool. For years, I have asked each person who reports to me to take about 10 to 15 minutes to write a brief email of what they did that day, the issues pertaining to them, and any reflections. By reading these updates and triangulating them, in other words, seeing different people's takes on what they are doing, I can gauge how they are working together, what their moods are, and which threads I should pull. Over the last few years, I developed this into a software application that pulls these updates into a dashboard, which makes them much easier to track, record metrics, and respond to, dealing, then dealing with dozens of separate email threads. It also allows people to easily provide helpful data like their morale, how heavy their workload is, issues they want to escalate on a daily basis. I and those I work with find this simple tool invaluable to helping us stay in sync. Also, at the, daily, at the company level, it provides valuable information for taking a daily pulse of what's going on in terms of morale, workloads, specific issues, and who is doing what. The contract tool. How often have you ended a meeting with everybody saying we should do this or that, but then everybody walks off and nothing actually happens because people lose track of what was agreed upon? Implicit contracts are pretty much worthless. The commitments people make to each other need to be explicit to be actionable and firm enough to hold each other accountable. The contract tool is a simple app that lets people make and monitor any commitments to each other. It helps both the people who requested things and those who are required to provide those things to easily stay on top of them. Process Flow Diagram Just as an engineer uses flowcharts to understand the workflow of what they're designing, a manager needs a process flow diagram to help visualize the organization as a machine. It might have references to an organizational chart that shows who reports to whom, or the org chart might supplement the process flow diagram. Ideally, the, the process flow diagram is made in a way that allows you to both see things simply at a high level and drop down to lower levels of detail as needed. Like when looking at a person in the diagram, one can click into their baseball card and view other info. At Bridgewater, we've created process maps for every department in the company that show us clearly all the roles and responsibilities for each role and how the work flows among them to reach intended outcomes. Policy and Procedures Manuals This is a compendium of policies and procedures that people can consult as one would an operating manual. It's a living document in which the organization's learning is codified. Metrics As the saying goes, you can't manage what you can't measure. By measuring how your machine is working, you can manage it more easily, especially if you can enlist the help of algorithms to do a lot of your thinking and work for you. Good metrics come about by first thinking of what information you need to answer by pressing questions and then figuring out how to get it. They do not come about by gathering, it, gathering information and putting it together to see what it tells you. As at Bridgewater, we talk about four helpful steps to creating good metrics. Know one, know what your goal in business is achieving. Two, understand the process for getting the goal, i.e. your machine with the people and the design. Three, identify the key parts in the process that are the best places to measure so you know how your machine is working to achieve that goal. And four, explore how to create levers tied to those key metrics that allow you to adjust your process and change your outcomes. To that end, we encourage employees to construct our metrics in conjunction with process flow diagrams and procedures manuals. The test of the effectiveness of metrics lies in whether they can tell you what and who is doing well and poorly, all the way down to specific people. 
We aim to have metrics that cascade from the most important matters the CEOs are responsible for at the company level down through the, the departments to the teams within them and the people responsible in each role.